Sweetheart, very quickly, I'm on here for you. You are in the fire. You are in the fire. But you're going to come out untouched. You're going to come out untouched. You are in the fire. And the thing about it is, like I said earlier about our response. You know, it's all about your response to determine how long you be in the fire. But like God said, not one hair on your head will be touched. And I have a scripture for that and a testimony regarding Mishael, Azariah, and Hananiah, and Daniel. But you know what's so important about this story? About this testimony? Is that Daniel was pretty much in charge of Azariah, Mishael, and Hananiah, which we call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the names that were given to them. But I call them by their original names. And the king knew that Daniel worshipped the same God that they did. But the king needed Daniel. He needed Daniel's anointing as an overseer to protect him. Because Daniel knew things ahead of time in order for the king to call, you know, make certain calls so things wouldn't happen in the town. And he had Daniel to stay with him. But he had Hananiah, Ezra, Mishael on their way to their execution. And Daniel watching them walk away, knowing that he going to pray to his God while they're on their way to their execution. Now, here they are in a fiery furnace. They're in a fire. And the king say, I know I put three in there, but I see a fourth one. Know that who's with you while you in the fire, sweetheart. And guess what? When they got out of the furnace, they wasn't touched. You will not be touched. And what else happened God's glory was manifested because the king said, serve their God. Let them praise their God. Let them worship their God. Because their God came through for them. I've never seen a God do what they God has done. This has never happened before. And I execute daily. And it always be accomplished. But this mission wasn't accomplished. Because Satan prevailed not. Because their God is in control. Because their God has power. Another testimony. Here are the Israelites. After 400 years, you're free. You're able to walk on your own without someone telling you to go left and right and eat at this time, sleep at this time. Now you're on your own. You know God has delivered you out of the hands of your enemy. Now the sea is being departed. Now they're walking through. And here come a gang of them trying to stop them. And the ones who went in after them, it swallowed them up. But it wasn't everybody who got in the water. It was still some still approaching while they were being swallowed up who decided not to go in the water so they wouldn't be swallowed up. And they saw their God move on their behalf like never before. Whenever we facing, whenever we facing, go inside the fire. God is going to lead you to the fire. And while you're in the fire, God is going to be with you 
the fire. You're not in the fire alone. Your neighbors are also in the fire. This entire connection is in the fire. If you know me, you are in the fire. And you will come out untouched. And Christ is with you while you in the fire. So what was their response due to them receiving while they in the fire? They kept on believing. They kept on praying. They kept on being fully persuaded. They might have felt a little awkward, but they kept their faith in God. They may have a little bit of discomfort, but they still kept their faith in God. Hallelujah. God will lead you to a fire. You're not even aware you're on your way to a fire. Not even, not even aware you're on your way to a furnace. And there's scriptures also stating coals of fire, coils of fire, which means whoever the cause being used by Satan to have you to be sent to the fire. You got to still do good unto them. You still got to pray for them. You still got to love on them. Because in scripture, love those who hate you. Bless those who do bad to you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Because they are caused being sent by Satan to be used to have you in the fire. But the fire is for you to come out on top of a thing. The fire is to prepare you for the next step, for the next level, for the next blessing, for the next realm. New things coming your way for the advancement, the empowerment. And what caused them to feel so heavy is that it's people who being used by Satan, who we never thought would be used by Satan, but you can't focus on trouble. That's trouble. That's trouble. That's trouble. Just be glad that you're in a fire. Give God such a praise that you never gave before while you're in the fire. Because you got to be doing something good or for God to lead you to a fire. There's something great coming out of that fire. Praise like you never have before. Give thanks like you never have before. How do you think Mishael, Azariah, and I felt when they got out that furnace? When Christ showed up in the furnace? How do you think Daniel felt when they walked out? Daniel was still praying unto God. Not even aware what God going to do. Because they said, if our God choose not to save us from this, we still gonna work, it's still gonna work out for our good. We still gonna serve our God. We still not gonna bow down. They took a risk. When it comes to being a fire, being led to a fire, you can't care about what the enemy throwing your way. You know that it's preparing you for greater. They let me know how not smart Satan really is. Unwise and such a fool. Because every time he do something, God does much more. I don't know how much he can sit there and take seeing much more. He's just enjoying what he's trying to do for a little while. He's enjoying if we become entangled. He's enjoying when we start fainting. He's enjoying.
joy when we start looking to the trouble. But once we keep our focus on God, there's no more laughing for him. He know he's doomed. So you enjoy being in the fire. And your response going to determine how long you be in the fire. It's not the last time nor the first time you have been in the fire. Hallelujah. There's not a number of hair on your head that's going to be touched. No part of you will be touched. You may can feel the heat, but it will not touch you. You may can smell the burn, but it can not touch you. God glory is connected to the fire. And your faith is connected to the patience. That calls forth the reward, which brings forth God's glory because you endured the fire. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to come away and be alone when you are in the fire. Because sometimes TV not going to help. Sometimes conversation's not going to help. Sometimes going to the mall not going to help. It's going to take just sitting still in his presence and just know that he is God while you are in the fire. You understand? Do you notice every time you face a difficulty out of your control. You always remain on top and you begin to give God praise because it's over. You just exit out the fire. But now you're in a higher place. There goes another fire, a different set of flames because the glory is so much more present and evident that's coming on you when you exit out the fire. But I want to take it up higher. While you are in the fire, the glory is still up on you. God said, you get on there and you talk. And you talk from your soul. You talk from your spirit. You talk from your encouragement. You talk from your doing everything that you know how to do. You talk from that place. Talk from your experience. Talk from your testimony. Talk from you developing. Talk from the prayers. Talk from the supplications. Talk, talk, talk. Talk what you know. Talk about who you know. It's time to talk. It's time to talk. Talking while I'm in the fire. And that's what they did in the fire. They talked. Even when it came to the prophet, there was a war. And God commanded the sun to stand still. And the ones who were against the Israelites were still seeing God's move, his hand upon them. He was saying unto them, I am in control. They're wondering, how come it didn't get dark yet? Did they begin to say things about each other and turn on each other in such a way? 
And the Israelites won because they exited out the fire. Even when it came to the walls of Jericho, they laughed at the Israelites. What are you guys going to build? This place is a mess. It's been kicked down, destroyed, windows busted, bricks all broken. What are you going to get out of this? You guys look foolish. You don't have nothing to make nothing. You guys ought to go back home. They all start doing things. Then all of a sudden, the man of God start ordering them around. Hallelujah. And then Joshua was beginning to order them around by saying, okay, everybody was just doing anything. He was like, no, you work over here. You work over there. You work over there. And then he took it up higher. Things got dangerous. You build with one hand and hold a weapon in the other hand. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. You hold your shield in one hand and you hold your sword in the other hand. Why you in the fire? Hallelujah. God knew exactly who hands to put Joseph in. It had to be in the hands of an Egyptian to bring him to Egypt. Joseph felt abandoned. But Joseph still gave God praise while he was in the fire. It took for his brothers to come to a place to change in order for them to come near Joseph ever again. And Joseph wasn't aware of their change, so he tested them and saw that they changed. So God was patient, waiting while Joseph in the fire for Joseph's brothers to get it together. Because there's glory coming out of this. Now, there are people that need to get it together around you while you are in the fire. During this time, it's like we say we get to a certain age and we just feel like, you know what? It is what it is. There's no more pretending. I don't got time to be lying. I don't got time to be covering things up. I don't have time to be sweeping things under no rug. I ain't got time to be pushing past no things and holding them down on the inside as if it's not bothering me. And then people say what they want to say, treat me how they want to treat. I'm at a part and point of my life. I'm not having that type of treatment done unto me anymore. Hallelujah. Because you've been in the fire. Sometimes it takes us time to realize we in the fire. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh. I'm not going to those people. Okay, Jonah. 
And what did Jonah do? After three days and three nights in a well of a, I mean, a belly of a well, he went to Nineveh. He came out the fire. While you're in the fire, you're going to have to discover how important it is to say, yes, God, and keep saying, yes, God, to be consistent with your, yes, God, not being double-minded, going back and forth, yes, God, no, God, no, it's got to keep being, yes, God, you wake up to your, yes, God, you walking around with your, yes, God, you eating, yes, God, getting dressed, yes, God, on your job, yes, God, in traffic, yes, God, no matter where I am, yes, God, Yes. Who am I as a servant to say no? Have you ever said no to me regarding any good thing? And if I know you, I would know how to come at you and you wouldn't have to say no because I wouldn't ask you just no any old thing out of purpose. Because I've been through the fire. You had a point in your life where you've given God all you got, which is all of you. Giving God all of you because you're aware He's giving you all of Himself. I know you're noticing some things while you're in the fire. Some things seem to be uncomfortable. But you got to be comfortable with knowing that you're going to be uncomfortable. Sometimes you just don't have nothing to say. You just got to be quiet. You got to be mindful when you put out there while you're in your fire. You can't be emotionally tangled or emotionally imbalanced, emotionally unstable. And then when you realize when you calm down, you done threw some words out there that you got to try to reach back and grab. But people already received, even though they didn't, you know, receive, but they heard and they saw. And some could say, oh, yeah, it's over. I forgot. It's all good, but all the time still talking about it. You may be surrounded by sarcasm while you're in your fire. Somebody always got something to say, trying to get a response out of you while you're in your fire. Maybe a sudden argument while you're in your fire, but it's not about what they say. It's about what you say back or what you say first. While you're in your fire, they're not in your fire with you. They're in their own fire. But your response to your fire going to determine how long you're going to be in that furnace. When I read about Hananiah, Ezariah, Mishael, and their fire in the fiery furnace, they conversated with Christ like they was never in the fire. So continue to praise. Continue to give thanks. Let me tell you how quick 
You done came up higher to respond in a different way. The things that we read about and the things that we teach about, when it comes to you in a different way and it causing you to give a different response, then you're going to realize, wait a second, I knew how to respond, so how did I respond differently? Why did I respond in a way I know not to respond? Because God has taken you up higher where you got to begin to know that your recognition even changed. Your recognition even came up. Your insight had came up. Your discernment had came up. But you're not aware. So you released a word from the last place that you was currently at. Hallelujah. The last realm you were currently on. But when we calm down, we would know. God say, be still. Be still with your peace. Be still with your love. Be still with your patience. Be still with your kindness. Be still being gentle. Being generous. God will send you to a fire. He will send you to somebody who you know going to say something out of the way. But he's going to send you there and you're going to come out of that thing on top. Because those people thought you weren't even going to show up there. But you showed up and God showed up and you showed up because God showed up. Sometimes we say, I'm not going. Because I already know what's to be expected when I get there. But guess what? When you know that you know who's going with you when you get there. Will also walk with you when you leave out. Come on, somebody. We say, praise the Lord, saints. 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 You're not a sinner. You're a saint. Praise ye the Lord, saints. I'm on a serious mission. Been seriously been commissioned to be on this mission. I can't wear your shoes. I don't want to. I got mine my own. But some people may want to put on your shoes. Some may want to put on my shoes. But you got to praise the Lord, saints. Some people may act like they care about you, wrapping their arms around you while you're in the fire. Hold time, they're the cause of you coming out on top of the thing because they are the ones who are acting malicious. That's like hugging someone and you just put a knife in their back earlier. But you're not hugging to take it out. You hugging because you think it's nice and to see where they are due to what you were sent to do. Come on, somebody. God told me since I've been preparing, go. You want me to go? Go. And you go early. Don't go on time. And you wear your Sunday's best. And you give me all you got. I want all your praise. I want all of your worship. I want all of your giving of thanks.
If you know what I know, you wouldn't be crying. If you know what I know, you wouldn't be sad. If you know what I know, you wouldn't be confused. If you know what I know, you wouldn't be dismayed. If you know what I know, you wouldn't need to be anxious. If you know what I know, you would stand firm. If you know what I know, you wouldn't doubt anything about what I'm about to do in your life. If you know what I know, if you see how I see, you would give a praise right now because you are at the breaking point of everything that I said belongs to you and you're coming out of that thing on top of everything that was trying to keep you beneath you. Praise the Lord, saints. It's already my birthday. I have given birth to myself, which means I got a reality check. I know who I am. I discovered who I really am originally. And what you hear and see is who I really am. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Hallelujah. You got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. No more foolishness. And it's going to disappear when you begin to not entertain no more foolishness. Sometimes we entertain the foolishness by saying it is foolish. Foolish already know what it is. Just like wisdom already know who it is. Spend so much time looking at the wrong, claiming the wrong, but we have the power of life and death in the tongue. So I'd rather just say words of life by choosing words of life. Speak life. Over what I want to see life upon. And that's everything. Regarding everyone in every place. So you tell me. What's better to have? What you hear right now? Or a brand new car? Come on somebody. <laughs> or any kind of resource. To support my well-being here. What do you think these words, what do you think this anointing, what do you think this power going to do for me? Come on, somebody. What do you think God's grace going to do for me right now? That's what I'm trying to tell you. God say, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know, I know, I know. Guess what? Go in the fire. And I'm like, God, 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 go in the fire. I'm leading you to where I'm going with you. Leading you to where I'm taking you. And I'm going to be with you while I'm taking you there. I'm going to be with you while I'm leading you. You are in your fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pacing back on this floor. And if you can hear the squeaking of the, the uh, wood, yeah, but I'm still going to pace back and forth. You're just going to have to hear right now. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Sweetheart, you hear that? <laughs> Hallelujah. These words going everywhere. Hallelujah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have carpet, but it's just, you know, that's what it does. Hallelujah. I thank God that this is not it for me, and this is not it for you. Satan is mad that I connected back. <laughs> Satan is mad that I said yes to marrying you. <laughs> Satan is pissed. And there's nothing Satan can do about it. Satan was mad when Christ got up. Satan was mad when that whale coughed out Jonah and he went to Nineveh anyway. <laughs> Satan was mad when that Pharaoh called for the man who could interpret his dream. Oh, I remember two years later. Oh, I remember a man. Now, he had many dreams that he was able to interpret. But two years later, it took two years for this man to have a dream he couldn't interpret. So, you know how many times he went to sleep in two years and, you know, he didn't need Joseph? Two years later, here come him needing Joseph. And I'm sure Joseph was at his breaking point. I told this man to tell them about me down here. It been three days. It been three months. It been a year. It been a year and a half. It been two years. Where is this man that I blessed so well? I told him he was going back to be upstairs. And he forgot about me. And I'm going to tell you how they grab you up out of jail back then. It's many guards. They would just grab you. and They don't tell you where they're taking you. So Joseph in prison, and he's been going through a lot of persecution while he's even in prison, even as a person who's in charge of the prison, in the prison, he go getting picked up out of any type of time of, time of the day or night. They come and grab him and snatch him out. And he's like, where did you guys take me? They're not answering. And all of a sudden, here comes the women the handmaids running the water, putting them in the tub. He knew right then and there they were shaving his head. He knew right then and there he was going to see the king. Because you have to come present it. And he knew that was his time. Came out of that furnace on top of a thing. He could have easily slept with that man's wife. No, I'm a man of God, woman. Get your lustful self away from me. And she caused this big lie upon him. And caused all this trouble. Because he didn't want to lie down with her. Because people that was, that's filled with lust and who want to be in control or think they can have whatever they want and people that are spoiled thinking they can get what they want when they want it. And she was a woman like that. And when you resist a person and you become, you know, a challenge, not, not so easy to get, they really try to pursue you because you're different. You're not just throwing yourself. You're not so pressed to be with me. Many others would love to be with you, what I want you to be, and you don't even want to be with me? She got so pissed off, she made like, what, how many, like three attempts? No, I'm a man of God, get off of me. She was touching on him and everything, putting her hands in place they don't belong. Get your hands off of me. He never was touched by women before. He had denied lust. No, get off of me. Get your hands off my chest. Get your hands off my arms. Don't even think you're going to kiss me. Get off of me, you woman. And then he 
with my wife. You, how can you do this to me, Joseph? In order for him to know that Joseph was telling the truth, it's a thing that Joseph always do regarding God. And he know that Joseph would never lie when it comes to him talking about God. And if I lie, pretty much he's saying, if I lie, I lie to my God. And he know that Joseph wouldn't lie to his God. So he knew that Joseph was telling the truth, but he had to also please his wife. So he told his wife wanted him dead, but he said, no, I'm just going to have him in prison. And she was still pissed off about that. And he told her, I'm only putting him in jail because of what you said. But this man did not touch you. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Because he said what he usually said, or me to know that he would not lie. You lied. Is that the first time you even lied like that? I know how you are. You're my wife. I caused you to be a small brat. Ordering people around thinking you can get what you want when you want. I know you sleep around with these men, but this man wouldn't go along with it. You understand? Lies may be told about you. Vicious lies may be told about you. And it may not feel so good. People may even be talking at you and not talking to you, even about the things that are true, just to get under your skin. That's happening while you don't think the trouble, you know, go away while you're in the fire. The trouble's still there. But just know that, remember when Christ was there in that furnace with Azariah, Mishael, and Hananiah, he's also there inside with you. So conversate with him while you're in there. Because a lot of times we're not calmed down. Hallelujah. I can feel my life changing more, God. I do. I do. Hallelujah. When you exit out of fire, when you know you're in the fire, it brings you already on top before you even exit out because you know what's going to happen once you leave out of the fire. But while you're preparing to exit out, you're still receiving great things coming your way, more impartation, more elevation while you're in the fire. Hallelujah. They wasn't in that fire long. Jonah wasn't in that belly long. Sometimes it can take people, it can hold up the things that you, God has blessed you with and promised you because it's connected to somebody that you got to come alongside with and may cause a delay. It may cause a delay. Joseph's brothers caused his delay. It took them that long to get themselves together. You know how much stuff happened? When Joseph was in Egypt, his sister got raped. Is it Delilah or Dina? She got raped. And the same man who raped her persuaded his father into marrying her. 
And Jacob said, my children are children of God. They cannot marry outside of their religion with people who worship other gods. And Reuben and Simon was pissed. What do you mean? He raped our sister. What do you mean? He going to ask can he marry? And Jacob said it's the only right thing to do. If he become a child of God, he has to be circumcised. And he meant that spiritually and naturally. Because every Hebrew boy, when he's born, he is circumcised. And when Reuben and Simon was like, okay, so he think I get, they ain't going to want that, so they ain't going to murder her because they grown men. They ain't going to want to have no knife on them. They not babies, they grow. That's going to be painful. So they not going to, you know, go along with it. They went along with it. If that's what it takes, I want her. I want her to be my wife. And here they are, and back then, the woman don't have no say so of who she going to marry. So here's Jacob. You're going to be his wife. How do you think she felt to know that your husband to be the man who raped you? So he got circumcised. And right before they get his sister hand in marriage, Simon and Reuben and them thought it was a good idea to go and sneak off behind their father's back and kill them, him and his brothers. And when, his, and when the father of the ones who they killed found out, they waited some time and came back for them. And Jacob found out that they murdered him and Jacob was pissed off. Now you cause trouble in our land. Now we have to leave. We don't have nowhere else to go. You did a move out of anger. And you spoke for this entire family. Now we got to get the children. Now we got to get the cows and move somewhere and watch our back while we move it so we won't be slaughtered. Get out of my face. You guys disgrace me as your father. So amazing. So amazing. And their sister was relieved. All of that happened while Joseph was in prison. So many other things happened. They still ain't get themselves together yet. Because they wasn't ready for their breakthrough. They was out of position. When you're out of position, you're robbing yourself. I'm robbing myself. Your mouth can get you out of position. Your thoughts can get you out of position. Your deeds can get you out of position. Your choices can get you out of position. It's not always the earthly addictions. Smoking and drinking and popping pills and all of that. No, it's lying, denying, getting upset, doubting. Being nasty, nasty means nasty. Come on. Sweetheart, please excuse me. God did something different with this episode. He has me talking to you and them at the same time, but everybody received. This is the first time he done that. It was usually you as you and them, them, but today it's a collaboration. Hallelujah. I wanted to stop and explain because I noticed that, hold on. Am I still talking to my sweetheart? 
Because I'm speaking overall now. You know, I'm not speaking, you know, the way I was at first. Coming just for you. But it applies to you all of this word. Thank you for receiving. You ready for that life? You ready for this life that you are created to fulfill? Watching you minister and I'm talking to you and doing things with you at that point in life. Marrying you and watching you get God praise. And I'm looking like, ma, 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 you ready for that? <laughs> I love the smile that's on your face. And I thank God for using me to keep it there. Hallelujah. We can cause delays. And we can hold up somebody else from them receiving theirs. You know, breakthrough. Especially if they connected to you. Hallelujah. You don't know why that you're not actually walking in the manifestation for it to happen right at this moment. And I mean this very second. Because it may be numerous of reasons that God don't have to explain. But guess what? When you see the other side of the thing, you're going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. It could be a family member got to get it right. It could be anything. You learn how to micromanage your money. Taking steps of faith. Watching what you say. Watching what you do. Sweetheart. Uh-oh. God said you in too many groups. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You're a very people person. Everybody loves you. But max, I mean, minimize the groups. Because it's taking your attention off of what you normally do. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, they're not bad groups. You know, you're a great man. But, you know, you know what your purpose is. You have to spend more time, you know, increasing in that area. Because that's the area where the anointing is flowing. That's going to open up doors for all the other things to come in. But you can't have those things in and the door not open for you to walk in for the anointing to flow of your life due to the purpose and the calling on, upon your life. That got to be the first and that's the first and foremost regarding you. And me and any of us got to focus on your purpose. Got to invest in your purpose. And when I say invest, I'm not talking about money. But if God put it in your hand to do so, go ahead. But when I say invest, it's better to invest in yourself regarding your purpose. You got to invest in yourself. You got to get to know who you are. You got to begin to know how patient you really have to be. You have to know that how you respond even under pressure when people are surrounding you while you're in your purpose because your purpose regards people. Your purpose revolves people. Your purpose involves people. So you know that you are connected to people and people are connected to problems because that's the purpose of you being here to get rid of the problems because you are purposeful with the answer to release upon the problem. And people are populating around you daily because they're being sent by God to receive why you're here. So they can know why they are here. That's why it's so necessary to invest in yourself 
regarding your purpose. Spend more time with yourself. Get to know who you are, what you like, what you don't like, what you need to like, what you not need to like. Come on. I thank God that I'm in a point in place that things used to bother me when people say things about me or disrespectful to me. Guess what? It don't even bother me. I'm in this furnace right now. And it's never going to bother me ever again. See, if I didn't go inside the furnace or God didn't lead me to the furnace while he's with me in the furnace, if I said no, God, I would have denied my reward. But we always want the reward, but we want to deny what it takes to receive it. Good luck. Many say, I want a husband, but you only love the neighbor you see every day. I want a wife. Yeah, and when you get her, you're going to be that person's butt. You understand? I am married to Christ. I don't consider myself single anymore. Because my marriage to him means more than a marriage unto you, sweetheart. So I'm already married. I'm just not married to you. He's teaching me how to be towards you. Do you like what you hear? <laughs> Do you like what you see? Spiritually? Not naturally. Spiritually? Do you like what you hear? Do you like what you know? I see bricks, you know, stacking up. God is, you know, building more and more regarding our foundation. That means that we are where we're supposed to be. And I'm going to make it my best that we remain that way, sweetheart. I want you to feel glad that you are in the fire. I don't want you to entertain foolishness. I can sense that you are surrounded by foolishness because there are a lot of people who get in touch with you, but there are not a lot that can come in your space. Because you don't invite anybody in your space. And I noticed there were some people that you have invited in your space. And you have felt let down. You have felt violated. You felt betrayed. It don't matter who it is, where it came from, but it's there. I lift up Texas. God showed me Texas. Looking for to get that land should prosper. And the people that are there, that are coming from Mexico, Father, I declare that your will be done regarding it. Hallelujah. And sweetheart, I love you so much. But you know, the groups, all the groups, you got to minimize the groups. Hallelujah. Because even though it sounds good to do, you got to know that you have an enemy that's trying to rob you from actually being fully available to hear what God has to say. And God not going to force us to hear. So if your mind's somewhere else and not looking upon God to be open to receive at all times, then you may miss what he's trying to tell you. And you better not miss him telling you to come to me. <laughs> 
want you to hear that, you better not miss the mark. Because the mark is bullseye right in front of you. <laughs> I thank God that he don't have me to come to you. Because to me, that's not ladylike. But the thing is, you already found me. So it's not like I'm coming to find you. No, I'm coming as an agreement. Because I believe what God said to you also said the same to me. And I wanted you to say it so much. I wanted you to speak that sexy accent and just say, yes, Kanisha, I heard God said it. I heard what he said. I just want to hear you talk. <laughs> just talk. <laughs> Whatever you say, it just sound good. <laughs> Whatever you say, it just sound good. I had no idea that you were going to be my husband. And I'm proud of it. <laughs> I wouldn't have it no other way. If God wanted me to marry a Bahamian man, then guess what? I'm Maria a Bahamian. <laughs> if God wanted you to marry American, guess what? You marry American. God showed me a cowbell. A big one, too. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of you. No. But the devil cannot stand that you and I are in the fire. Christ had to go through the fire due to the crucifixion. But once Satan watched him take those keys back, he didn't have to watch him get up on the third day. He was there when he took those keys back. And Satan had no idea that he was coming to even take them back. And that's powerful to me. What does that even look like to have the keys of death in your hand to define and determine our outcome? Permanent, permanently damaged. Due to one man. And I thank God that he prepared a way of an escape because of Christ, which is the other man. Just visualize you going with Christ to the pit and go take the keys back out of Satan's hand. And trust me, Christ don't have to fight Satan. <laughs> no, he does not. There is no match. You understand? Satan is terrified. If he's terrified of you, think about the one who sent you. I've seen it. I'm always in the pit, God. <laughs> but thank you. He shows me what's going on. And I'll never forget the encounter. I was in the pit and Satan was in my face, and I was just wondering in my heart, where is Jesus? He answers your heart before your mouth. Trust me. He didn't say what a man think of in his mouth, so is he. What a man think of in his heart. He's after the heart. He do what? He don't search the mouth. He don't search the mind. He searched, not only to search the spirit, he searched the heart. It's the heart. He's after our hearts. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall what? See God. And it's so amazing. I was wondering, I was like, where is Christ? And he heard my heart. I'm like, where is he? I'm in his pit, all these demons, you know? And all of a sudden, the door opened up upstairs. And I knew right then and there, there was no demon opening up that door. And I heard the feet cracking with the wood coming down. He wanted me to know I'm coming down. And I, all I could do is look at Satan, Satan looked at me. I pointed up and I said, he's here. Now wherever you go, 
that's what the demons say. Wherever you go, you are here. Quenisha's here. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> I feel like I can cut a tree down with my words. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Going through what I've been through thus far has caused me to be this building up. And I thank you, Father, for the times that I was crying and frustrated and didn't know what to do and what to say, but I still kept walking, still kept on believing, still kept on talking, still kept on preaching, still kept on releasing words of love, still kept releasing encouragement, still remaining who I am. May I have repented for some things, but remaining who I am. I just feel like I keep saying, sweetheart, do you like what you see? <laughs> do you like what you see? <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love what I see. I love what I see now. I love what I see 10 years from now. I love what I see 40 years from now. I love what I see 50 years from now. I love what I see forever regarding you. Period. On earth as it is in the kingdom. I love you. I saw those tennis shoes you had on. It had my favorite color in it. They're nice. I see a house that's building and it's big and tall. It, it just started out like the foundation when I was talking about these bricks. Now all of a sudden, it's already a home. <laughs> you better hear me. <laughs> that means that we are building and guess what? Now that it's building, it has been renovated, now it's time to partake in the house, how God have it to be. But just know this, you are still in the fire. You will receive all of that once you come out of this fire, but your response going to determine how long you be there. So just be mindful because some things are set up to come so fast that you don't even see coming. You could just be having a good time and somebody to say, hey, you can't minister today. What? Oh, all right. You understand? What's that about? You understand? Things like that can occur off guard and you got to be, you know, flexible about your response. You understand? Somebody, I mean, you might get a, a call, you know, your business is going, you know, not going so good. Okay. Or it could be somebody in the family, something happened. Okay, just giving you examples. I'm not claiming this over your life. I'm claiming the glory that comes out of your life due to you having life. You understand, Buka? And this word's for everybody. 
starting with myself. Thank you for listening, sweetheart, to everything God used me to say. It's like these days, the words that I'm saying are sharp. You're going to have to hear. God is teaching me to, to show you how you have to respond faster to me even. I know there are times I'm just talking to you. I don't care if I get on here and say the sky is blue. How you respond to me, you got you to gotta show that honor in me so God can release me unto you. Sometimes we may tune into somebody else faster than the person that God connects us with to actually respond faster how we're supposed to than that. But we don't see it that serious enough. And we don't even think of it that way. But you have to honor me. No one's here to come alongside with you but me. So if you don't honor me in such a way, you're not honoring you. And if you don't honor me or you, we're not honoring the God in us. You understand? Hallelujah. For an example, let me just use a, a pastor. Uh, I'm going to say T.D. Jakes. If he sent a message the same time I sent one, or if he say a word, and I'm saying the same word at the same time, you may receive it more, be more responsive to him because he's more influential, more popular. You know, people know him more. But you got to realize power is power. There's no such thing as you have more power than me. All the power comes from God. Like glory is glory. Now you can receive higher levels of it, but you cannot dishonor power. You cannot dishonor glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God want to teach you how to respond faster to me. When I do anything, you have to, you know, when you see it, you don't have to wait because if you choose to wait, then it's a motive connected to that that choice that you made. Why you want to wait? Oh, you don't want to seem press or, you know, you want to wait till later and you don't want to be the first to like. But the thing is, thinking that way robs you also. You have to be all in. You have to be all in. Whenever you do something, I hop up on it fast. I'm on your back, I said, and I mean it. There's nobody going to sit there and support you more than I do. Because I'm a part of you. Now we are we are not married yet. Now we you have great support, and that will always happen, always will be there. But we are one, we are the ministry that you and I are before God. So the people that you honor, the people that you so quick to run to and watch and see, you have to show that same much more actually effort when it comes to me. And I do the same when it comes to you. Because how dishonoring it is for somebody to hop up on what I'm doing and you sit there and wait but hop up on somebody else when they do the same thing that I'm doing. Come on. Hallelujah. It has nothing to do with control. Don't let your emotions tell you it's about control. I don't want to control you. God is in control over us. That's the first thing we think about. When somebody, you know, we have to be on top of things and show our support and our love, be all in. Well, I don't want them to take advantage of me and think that they can just do me or treat me the kind of way. See, now you're in the way. Now you're in the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. 
Just be all in. I am here for you. I'm there for you. Whatever you do, I'm on top of it. And not hear this and still don't follow. Mm. That happened before. You understand, sweetie? And the same goes for me first. I start with myself first. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world, sweetheart. I love you.